Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week, TV Times and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 18th of August 2023, including a new Netflix reality series about the home life of the boxer Tyson Fury and the BBC iPlayer comedy Henpocalypse, in which a Hindu is rudely interrupted by the end of the world. <laughs> we'll also be checking out the latest Harlan Coburn adaptation, Shelter, on Prime Video, and the return of Jane Austen period drama, Sanditon, on ITVX. But first, Ian, what is in the news, please? Prime Video's ten-part saga, Those About to Die about gladiatorial combat in ancient Rome will star Sir Anthony Hopkins as Emperor Vespasian alongside Wolf's Ewan Rion and Rupert Penry-Jones. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, Apple TV Plus's The Completely Made-Up Adventures of Dick Turpin will star none other than the brilliant Noel Fielding as the highwayman, Hugh Bonneville as his bitter enemy, thief-taker Jonathan Wilde, and also will feature Tamsin Grieg, Mark Heap, Greg Davis and Jessica Hines. What a lineup! A good week, I would say. And again, quite a variety. We've got a thriller, we've got a reality show, we've got a period drama and we've got a comedy, apocalyptic comedy no less. We're going to start on Prime Video. This isn't the first Harlan Coben adaptation we've covered, Hannah, and I'm sure it won't be the last. It arrives on Friday the 18th of August it's called Harlan Coben's Shelter, and here's a clip. I saw an old lady with, like, long gray hair. She called out my name, and she said my dad was still alive. What? And I know it can't be true because I watched him die. So Coben, of course, is an American crime writer who is a master of mystery. And this one, Shelter, it stars Jaden Michael from Colin in Black and White, he plays Mickey, a high school teen who survives a car crash that kills his father and puts his mother in hospital. I mean, it's not really a spoiler because that's the, the jumping off point for the story. But, oh, I didn't mention it's eight episodes either, released weekly. But before that, we get a, just a very brief scene of a group of children who are going into what looks like a kind of panic room or a strong room in the basement of a house... And then we change to what's happening to um, Mickey and his family. So obviously that scene will somehow be explained. It's a bit of backstory. Anyway, because of after the car crash, Mickey has to go and live with his aunt, who is played by Constance Zimmer from Entourage, in this suburban town called Castleton in New Jersey. So it's got all the classic tropes of the new kid trying to fit in at high school and uh, he's really good at basketball but he's kind of giving it up because of his grief so he's kind of has a bit of a run-in with one of the jocks he looks like he might have a romantic connection with another new student called Ashley played by Samantha Bulliaro but she vanishes in fact when they're about to have a first date meanwhile he's sort of befriended by this nerdy character called well his nickname is spoon he's played by adrian greensmith he's quite good value and there's a creepy looking house of course there is 
an abandoned, creepy-looking house in the town. And there's a sort of myth that a lady called Bat Lady lives there. Anyway, for reasons that I won't go into, he is drawn to this house. And, of course, as always, some secrets from the past are going to be uncovered. There's a lot of quite familiar stuff in this, from the high school stuff to the creepy house, uh, the mystery. But I actually thought Jaden Michael was very appealing as the young lead, Mickey. And if you like Coben, you're going to love this. It's absolutely spot on. Uh, what did you think, Hannah? It's quite creepy. It's cre- it is creepy, but I don't mind creepy. I quite like creepy. That's fine. Um, as long as I'm not on my own in the house, that's fine. But I, I find a lot of these things... I mean, it is. I do like it. I did like it. Um, I'd like to just caveat what I'm about to say. did enjoy it. But there are some quite obvious things in there, and, I, and that really irritates me with kind of creepy things, because... I don't know if you ever think this. Why are you going to the house when it's so dark? Why are you go? Why it's like some you know woman walking down the road on her own in the dark. Of course, you should be able to, but in reality, you know there's a killer on the loose and whatever show you're watching, and she continues to do it anyway or unbolts the door even though there's someone there. It's kind of just infuriating, and so I, I did find points in this that I was slightly irritated by it, but it is captivating. It is good, um, and don't be on your own in the house. We move to Netflix for our second offering of the week. This arrived on Wednesday, the 16th of August, a new reality show called At Home with the Furies. And here's a clip. The when I stepped out the ring, the I was pretty ready to be in the family, Mom. Tyson, what are you doing? Time for school. Where's your job Just enjoy it now. Enjoy what? Well, thank you, Ian, for letting me preview this one because I know I backseat it last week like some small <laughs> child. Um, <laughs> but this is right up my street, as you'd imagine. Anyone who listens to Binge Watch will know this is right up my street. I mean, firstly, it's not surprising because I think both of us really quite like documentaries, particularly about sports um, people, and um, you always learn something. This is just different because this is kind of this is reality. This is reality meets that sort of sports doc feel. So it's something slightly different, I suppose. And it's everything and more than what you'd expect. You'd imagine. So it's cameras. They've invited cameras into their house because um, Tyson has retired. He retired last April, but we all know the story of when he last retired and he found it really difficult and he really struggled with his mental health. um, And I don't think he was really ready to retire, despite the fact that his wife and family might be pleased that he was because of clearly, you know, the work that he does isn't necessarily the safest job in the world. And um, and so this this invites this program invites the cameras um, into his home and his home life. And sort of you get to see the family completely exposed. And I think we all think we know them quite well. And to a degree, I think probably there there aren't huge surprises in this, but they're actually very, very funny. Um, you know, there was a lot of reality shows that we've um, seen, like Sylvester Stallone one that we've talked about, um, that just doesn't hit the mark in quite the same way that this does. I mean, yes, enjoyable, but this, I don't know, this sort of really works. Loads of kids, six children, another one on the way. Um, the camera crew, I'm, I'm, it's clearly highly edited. These things always are. Um, 
but you do get a sense that you've you've seen them i think i do guess you do see the sort of the the harder times as well as the very funny you know good times with that many kids in the house yeah, I just have two and it's chaotic, let's, let's learning, let alone adding another four to the mix and another one on the way. And the fact that their relationship is, um, they've been together for years, but she, she gets him. She absolutely gets him, but equally doesn't want him to fight anymore. She wants him to, um, she wants to be at him to be at home in the family. And he talks in there about all the achievements he's got, all the money he's got, everything he could possibly want. His biggest achievement is his family. Um, but you you sort of see the other side of him, the more human side of him. You, when you're watching him in a fight, you sort of, the, it's the big I am, isn't it? It's all the talk, the talk, walk the walk, go out there and say, you know, you see that sportsmanship. Whereas you get to see kind of the real him and I suppose the more vulnerable side that everybody has. And his day-to-day life but he he does get itchy feet he is going to go back in the ring and um you see his wife's reaction to that because i think deep down she always knows that once a fighter always a fighter um i i i thoroughly enjoyed i think it's completely entertaining um and as i said i think it does exactly what it says on the tin it, it delivers and some what do you think Ian? i really liked it i i, I had a, a zoom chat with uh the Furies, Mum and Dad, and and I think they're really good value in this. It's got it's got a little bit of the sort of the first of all these family reality shows, the one about the Osbournes, in that it is quite funny, and and Tyson in particular is is quite amusing, and I think mm. it really, as you said, it's 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 very much about. I mean, he's got a big family, so it's pretty hectic in their home, and for some reason. Um, <laughs> His wife is, when they're doing the face-to-face interview with her, the sort of talking head interview with her, she's sort of dressed like someone from ancient Rome, isn't she? Yeah, <laughs> a bit strange. Yes. But yeah, you do see him. It's quite fun seeing him with the kids and like getting them off to school in the morning is quite an operation. And, and he does get quite tetchy quite quickly being retired. He's just like, you know, there's nothing for me to enjoy. It's boring. I've done all the jobs. What do you want me to do? Uh, we meet his dad, who, of course, you know, comes from a traveller community and was a boxer himself. We meet, I think it's his, is it his half-brother, Tommy, who's also a boxer. And, of course, he was on Love Islands with his future wife, Molly May. So they both appear. Um, in episode one, you see a, a, one of the kids is getting christened. And, yeah, you, you just, you can tell that it's not going to be long before he, he is, he is craving the limelight again and some adrenaline and some purpose. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a very honest portrayal of, of family life, and I, I think they all come across really well. I enjoyed it. And now for something completely different. On ITVX, it's the return of the period drama Sanditon, which arrives on Thursday. And here's a clip. Too often... Young women are thought to be strangers to their own minds. It is left to fathers or uncles to choose the path their lives should take, as if we require saving from ourselves. If you've told me anything, Miss Hayward, it's that a young woman has a right to choose her own destiny. So I've not really kept pace with this one, Hannah. I think I did watch an episode when we covered it before, and it's 
based on a, an unfinished book by Jane Austen. I think I'm right in saying that. And it, and it's set, Sanderson is this seaside resort. As we rejoin, our heroine, Charlotte Hayward, played by Rose Williams, has come back to Sanderton after she sort of fell in love with her employer, but it, it appeared that um, the feelings were not shared. So it, it's got the classic kind of Austen tropes, parents looking to marry off their children to get a good living. There are handsome suitors. There are suitors who are not so suitable. There are balls. It's got the lot and it's got a great cast. And I think it's really well done. You've got Chris Marshall plays Tom, who is he's very much the man who's promoting Sanderton and, and wanting it to become a sort of destination for the elite of society, a bit like Bath was back in the day with with the assembly rooms. So uh, you've got people arriving for a social event. Anne Reed, the wonderful Anne Reed, plays Lady Denham. She is trying to re- rehabilitate Edward, played by Jack Fox. He's a great character. He's a bit of a rogue, but he's pretending that he's mending his ways. But of course, we know that that can't last for long. Uh, yeah, there are some new arrivals. Uh, Lady Montrose wants her son Edward, Lord Montrose, to um, to woo Georgiana whose birthday it is. So yeah, it's all going on. Scheming, love interest, broken hearts, beautiful dresses. It sometimes looks a little bit setty, doesn't it, Sanderton? Because um, obviously it's, you know, they've constructed the main street and then you get this kind of distant shot of the town, which which looks a little bit fake. But I think it's really well done. It's very charming. And and if, if you like period drama and particularly Jane Austen it's great it's it's very enjoyable uh, we've also got arriving potentially to finance a hotel in Sanderton you've got the veteran actor James Bolan of the the likely lads fame and he's very funny as this grumpy businessman he's <laughs> very rude to everyone so yeah it's got it all bonnets beaches broken hearts and I enjoyed it though I haven't been following the storyline but yeah I, I really enjoyed revisiting it for an episode. What, what Do you like this kind of thing, Hannah? I do. This really has the kind of Bridgerton, Queen Charlotte vibes, doesn't it? The period drama that is just going down really well at the moment. And and I think this does in the same way. That's why there's been so many seasons. And um, I know what you mean about it being a bit set-driven. And I think that actually a lot of other period dramas manage to avoid that. And I think it's a bit of a shame in places that it does feel like that. Um, but I don't think that takes away from the story. I don't think it's, and I also think it's interesting, like you say, you haven't kept up with some of this, but you kind of don't really need to do, you kind of can pick it up quite quickly, um, what's really going on. It's got every, it's got everything needed um, for a good recipe, like you say. It's got, the, it's got the amazing outfits, it's got the kind of tradition and the kind of um, idea that women were being married off to people they didn't want to be because they had to be. And then this sort of idea that, um, she's fighting back and I think that that's the that's sort of the empowering part of it I guess that she's kind of fighting back and doesn't want to be but I as I say I I think it is um it's 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 all the best ingredients and it's I, I think I think there's a moment in time for these period dramas I mean they'll always do well but it feels like a real moment for them and this is not necessarily jumped on the bandwagon but it, it's part of that and and it works it was really good well from the genteel world of Jane Austen's Sanderton. <laughs> We're going somewhere completely different in a new comedy on BBC Two and BBC iPlayer. It's called 
Henpocalypse. And here's a clip. I organised this whole hen do. Don't you notice, Shell, that my wedding got cancelled by the apocalypse? Well, human civilization also got cancelled, so that sort of puts your wedding into perspective. How dare you put my wedding into perspective? Yes, this is quite weird, isn't it, Ian? But yet quite enjoyable. <laughs> it's just, I didn't when I when I realised that I was reviewing this, I. Um, I wasn't quite sure how I felt. I thought it was one of those things that just might irritate me a bit because sometimes comedy things, um, just if they don't strike quite the right note, they, they are a bit irritating. But no, I think this does. It is just a bit weird and wonderful. So, uh, And it is very, very funny in places. So this follows five um, very loud friends um, heading to Wales. Um, they go for a hen party. And um, there's six episodes um, of this, so you kind of need to be in it. Just binge it. Just go for it. Just, you know, night after night, just go for it because it will have you laughing. And um, <laughs> it's where the supernatural meets. We've had a few of these, a kind of this sort of sci-fi comedy thing. It, it, it sort of works in places, it sort of doesn't. But their celebrations are completely thrown into chaos um, when this epidemic brings about a terrifying apocalypse. Yes, you heard me right. That's why it's called Henpocalypse. Ah, aren't they clever? Um, so you see they're in a very remote cottage. I mean, it's absolutely everything that you that, that's terrifying and creepy about that, the fact that they're there on their own. Um, the the friends are really, really good mates. So there's, and actually I think that works really well. I think they've been cast really well because they do, do feel like they know each other. They're, it feels very comfortable between them all. Um, they're drinking, they're dancing, they're just being um, completely crazy. Lots of uh, men to look at as well, if you, if you like that sort of thing. And uh, they have to learn how to survive. And once you know the women involved in it, these sort of, these five working class women, they've got some grit about them between them, but they've got to really think about that. They've got to really work out what skills they've got to see them through this time. And even when all of this is occurring, there's a proper bride, the bride is a proper bridezilla. Um, and she just makes some really cracking, really, really funny jokes. Um, despite the fact, you know, about it ruining her day. Cause of course it's all about her because it is all about the bride. Um, it is. I, I think. I think it works. I'd say I was a kind of. I was a bit worried when I first thought. Oh God, I'm not sure this is this is me because I, I struggle sometimes with two genres meeting. But it, yeah, it worked. It's funny, um, and and they pull it off. What did you think? I really liked it actually. I, I think this has got uh, guilty pleasure written all over it. It's actually <laughs> written by Catelyn Moran's sister, and I think they wrote. Raised by Wolves together, which was the comedy based on their rather unusual upbringing. So, yeah, when it started off, it was a very hen party, exaggerated hen party, and everything was penis shaped. And I wasn't sure it was going to be for me, <laughs> but I really got into it. Um, it's got Elizabeth Berrington plays uh, the mother of the bride. It's, it's a great role for her. And um, Lucy Shorthouse plays the. Uh, the bridezilla and yeah there are all these different characters uh who are in this cottage um when yes apocalypse strikes and there's a there's a male stripper someone hires a male stripper and well we've just seen wolf haven't we well he ends up being chained to a radiator because that the, the outbreak is something that only <laughs> affects men 
and it's spread through men. So that's why they kind of they chain him up, and like it, it could be that he's the only man left alive. So they go off into the countryside, <laughs> armed with various uh, strange-looking weapons that they've uh, created themselves. And yeah, it's I I laughed a lot, and it's got some absolutely zinger one-liners. I'm not going to spoil it by by saying what they are but but quite a few times i i really laughed out loud at the, at the script so yeah i think it's it's good fun now we got to that time hannah where we find out what you've been binging on this week so please reveal your choices well that's a few this week but um oh. i'm gonna stick with two um because i went to watch the meg two um at the cinema which uh yeah i know i know you don't need to say anything it's uh it's as bad as you might believe um and <laughs> But a, a firm favourite with the children. And also, I don't know how I've missed this, but I watched some of it and I forgot about it. I'm back into The Crown and the fifth series because, of course, um, The Crown will be back, won't it, um, not too many months' time. So I want to be completely up to date with that. So I've been enjoying watching that too. Um, and Diana is absolutely brilliant. Well, I found on Netflix uh, a very interesting sports documentary called Johnny Football, which is the story of this very talented young quarterback who he won quite a prestigious award while he was still a college player. And he was um, there was great anticipation about which club he would be drafted to when he turned professional. But he was very much a young man who enjoyed, you know, partying and predictably it doesn't work out for the best. But yeah, uh, if you like um, American football and you like sports documentaries, it's a good story. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to what we're going to be looking at next week. So what's on the menu, Hannah? Evan Ahmed is a British teacher living a very mysterious double life in a Netflix's Spain set thriller, Who is Erin Carter? And Rosaria Dawson stars as formidable fighter Ahsoka Tano in the latest Star Wars spin-off, Star Wars Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. So we look forward to those and much, much more. But in the meantime... Keep watching!